0: You're listening to Song Stories. I'm Sophia Bromowitz. In the fall of 2019, I taught a writing class at the University of Virginia called American Roots Music. At the end of the semester, I asked my students to pick a song from the 20th century and tell a story about it. Each writer approached their song with different questions. How are the song's musicians influenced by their setting, by their personal lives, or by their collaborators? How do we as listeners feel different responses to different kinds of music? And where do these feelings come from? What did a song mean then, and what does it mean now? You can hear their answers to these questions and more by listening to their podcasts. Today we're going to hear about the song Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Grace Bassett.
1: It's 1969, and the Vietnam War is in full force. Over half a million American soldiers are in Vietnamese soil with a death toll of over 30,000. The war had been going on for about four years, and little to no progress was being made to put an end to it. Feeling the absence of brothers, sons, friends, and fathers, many Americans were not in support of this war. The Lai massacre story broke in 1969, a year after the actual incident, causing an even bigger disgust for the war. Not only were American soldiers dying overseas, but innocent Vietnamese people were being brutally murdered. Covering up the incident led to more distress between the American people and the government as anti-war sentiment grew. On November 3, 1969, President Richard Nixon gave an address to the American people urging them to support the war. He announced his plan for Vietnamization and explained that American troops would remain in Vietnam until progress was made in negotiations or South Vietnam became strong enough to defend their freedom without intervention. American lives would continue to be at risk for an unknown period of time, and the war's death toll would continue to rise. In the midst of all the chaos revolving around the Vietnam War, the Rolling Stones, a British rock band, released their new album, Let It Bleed. The album, inspired partly by the war, opens with Gimme Shelter, an anti-war song that somehow captured the feelings of impending doom felt by many Americans at the time.
0: You know, it was a very moody piece about the world closing in on you a bit. When it was recorded, like early 69 or something, mm. you know, it was a time of war and tension. And so that's reflected in this tune.
1: Kind of apocalyptic, really.
0: Yeah, kind of, yeah.
1: Pretty much every review or description of this song uses the same word to describe it, apocalyptic. Authors use this word so often that it makes me wonder why no one has used the thesaurus. Why is this word the go-to descriptor for Gimme Shelter? Even Mick Jagger himself uses this same adjective in an interview with Rolling Stones magazine in 1995. It's a very rough, very violent era, the Vietnam War. Violence on the screens, pillage and burning and Vietnam was not war as we knew it, in the conventional sense. The thing about Vietnam was that it wasn't like World War II, and it wasn't like Korea, and it wasn't like the Gulf War. It was a really nasty war, and people didn't like it. People objected, and people didn't want to fight it. That's a kind of -of end-of-world song, really. It's Apocalypse, the whole record's like that. Of course, when you put the song into perspective and think about it in regards to the war, Apocalyptic starts to make sense. Timothy Edwards, researcher of apocalyptic rhetoric and music about environmental issues, defines apocalyptic rhetoric as a belief in an imminent end to the present order, either through catastrophic destruction and conflagration, or through establishment of an ideal society. Apocalyptic tales comment on the future, he says. It also expresses profound dissent with the way that things are. With the Rolling Stones, we are talking about the catastrophic destruction kind of apocalypse, as the Vietnam War posed many threats to American society. With all the scandal and fear surrounding the war, it seems like apocalyptic might just be the best way to describe Gimme Shelter. For one thing, the word choice for the song's title implies a bit of urgency. The word Gimme is a contraction of the words Give Me. Instead of enunciating the correct pronunciation, McJagger Jagger chooses to use Gimme instead of the grammatically correct option. It implies that the request for shelter is rushed and desperate like, Gimme Shelter or I'm gonna fade away, instead of Please give me shelter. Thank you. Fading away is the impending doom that Jagger has to avoid. Failing is not an option for him. Besides that, the fact that the line, it's just a shot away, is sung 19 times during the song, shows that this line is important. Things like war and protest are just a shot away when you think about it. The line serves to remind us that it doesn't take much to start something. It is a warning against violence and the mess that was the Vietnam War. When put into this context, it makes sense that this one simple line would be repeated again and again. The female singer in the song, Mary Clayton, adds a feeling of desperation to the mix with her impressive vocals. She sings so forcefully and with so much power that it feels like the world is ending for Clayton. Her voice cracks out of fear as some impending doom, or apocalypse if you will, threatens to engulf her. In reality, singing alongside the Stones was a big break for Clayton. In the middle of the night, while Clayton was in bed with her husband, Clayton received a phone call urging her to come down to the studio and record. Pregnant with hair curlers in her hair, Clayton obliged. She sung her part in the song three times, her voice cracking on the final take, thankfully in tune. After singing her part, she soon left the studio to go home and resume her restful night.
0: And so we uh, randomly phoned up this poor lady in the middle of the night, and uh, she arrived in her curlers.
2: <laughs> no kidding. So then I had to sit on a stool because I was a little he- a little heavy in my belly. I mean, it was a sight to behold. And uh, we got through it, and then we went in the, in the booth to listen and I saw them hooting and hollering while I was singing, but I didn't know what they were hooting and hollering about. And when I got back in the booth and listened, I said, ooh, that's really nice. They said, so, well, you want to do another? I said, well, I'll do one more. I said, then I'm going to have to say thank you and good night. I did one more, and then I did one more. So it was three times I did it, and then I was gone. Next thing I know, that, that's history. But Clayton adds
1: more apocalyptic vibes to the song besides just the power of her voice. For her, this song is a tragic reminder of the miscarriage she endured soon after recording. Many attribute the stress from leaving to record in the middle of the night and the intensity of her singing as to why Clayton lost her baby. Clearly, the song is apocalyptic for her. To me, this backstory adds another layer. Knowing the sacrifice Clayton made in the recording studio on that fateful November evening makes her solo and role in the song that much more meaningful. While the horrors of the Vietnam War may have inspired the song and influenced Clayton's emotions during the recording, we can't forget that in 1969, civil rights in America was still a major point of anguish and discussion. As a black woman, Clayton admits that the civil rights movement influenced her performance.
2: But while singing that, I don't know what it was, something just came over me, Mm -hmm. like all the things that was going on in the world at that time, yes. the racism, and uh, the, the killing of this person, and the shooting of that person, right. and all the civil rights stuff that was going on, I was like screaming to the top of my lungs, just a shut away, just a shut away, oh, children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just all in me.
1: So clearly, Gimme Shelter uses plenty of apocalyptic themes and rhetoric, but why is a song sounding apocalyptic not a bad thing? Every time I listen to this song, I find myself transported back to the year 1969. I can feel what it was like to live in America during the Vietnam War and experience the feelings of distrust and fear for the future. I have feelings of the apocalypse similar to Edward's definition, that there is an imminent end to the present order. I think about the Vietnam War and how the politics 50 years after 1969 are no less apocalyptic. Impeachment hearings for the current president are underway and similar civil rights issues are still being fought for. Climate change and frequent mass shootings pose a threat to my life, and I notice apocalyptic rhetoric being used to describe these issues. I can relate to the sentiment of the song and its distaste for the state of the world in a way that I have never felt with any other song before. I hear Clayton belting the lyric, rape, murder is just a shot away, and I feel the urgency of the civil rights movement in the 1960s. I relate it to issues with police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement nowadays. And I hear Mick Jagger singing, love, sister, is just a kiss away, and I'm reminded that kindness is just as easy as violence. It reminds me that while I may not agree with the way that things are, peace and change are possible. The apocalypse isn't here just yet. Gimme Shelter is exciting and interesting and overwhelmingly powerful, and I gain a sense of hope knowing that, just like how the Vietnam War eventually ended, this
0: too shall pass. In the next segment, we dig a little deeper into this song's story. Grace Bassett will reflect on what she figured out about this song and how she put this episode together. My name's Grace Bassett.
1: I'm a first year at UVA, hoping to major in math and econ, um, and I took Sophia Abramowitz's memoir <laughs> about writing about music class last semester, um, and it was a good time, so I, <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Will you tell us about the song that you picked and how you came to make your podcast about it?
1: So... I picked Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones, which when I received the prompt that I had to pick a song that was prior to the 2000s, which is the year I was born, like an old song, I was irritated. I was like, (laughs) how am I going to do this? I don't listen to that much old music. And then then it hit me. And I was like, whoa, why did I just immediately think of this? This is the perfect song to do because I love this song and... I knew that there was going to be something good to write about it, and I already knew that some of the history, and I was really interested to just learn more about it and be able to tell other people about it. It took me maybe 15 minutes to remember that Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones was a song that existed and a song that had a story that definitely deserved to be told.
0: Yeah, and one thing I loved about your podcast is you didn't just like tell the story by just analyzing it. You went about it in a really specific way. I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit.
1: It was kind of hard to be able to include all of the information I wanted to include about this song because there's so much history to Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones that I had to be very, very careful with how I organized it. Um, And I kind of broke it up so that the beginning was very much the analysis part and I talk about the actual song and how the music works together and, you know, I say that the lyrics don't matter and then I like lead that into talking about Mary Clayton and then once I talked about Mary Clayton there was only a few other things I needed to say and it just flowed well like that I guess. Mm -hmm. It just it made sense when I was doing it to organize it in such a way that I was able to tell pretty much everything I wanted to say.
0: There was a lot that I really loved about your podcast but (laughs) two things you're welcome (laughs) two things that were really exciting for me were number one, this idea of the apocalypse mm-hmm. as a way into the song, and number two, the way that you focused on Mary Clayton. Mm. So would you tell us about what you did with the apocalypse in the song and how you told Mary Clayton's story?
1: So when I first learned about Mary Clayton's story, I remember it very clearly. My aunt, Um, who's only 13 years older than me. I love hanging out with her. She's really cool. She played Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones just in passing on away from the restaurant back to the house at like two in the morning. And she played the song and she was like, you know, the Rolling Stones, they found this lady and they picked her out. Like she was picked randomly. She came into the studio with hair curlers on and she bam, recorded this awesome song. And that was history. And that's all I knew about the story at first. And so I heard that, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. Who is this girl? I want to know what else she did and what happened to her and everything else. So I look it up, and I unfortunately discover right then and there that uh, Mary Clayton's story is a little bit more tragic than just you know being randomly picked to perform with Rolling Stones, that there were consequences to that random picking. Um, I was very intrigued by that. I really was, because... It made the song have so much more meaning to me, knowing that someone had to sacrifice something as important as their unborn child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hate saying that, but that there was such a heavy sacrifice to it that it made the song that much more powerful. And then during the actual creating of the podcast and compiling together a story about Gimme Shelter, I knew that Mary Clayton really needed to be the focus of it because of her sacrifice and because that... Gimme Shelter would not be nearly as good of a piece if Mary Clayton wasn't in it. Like, that is an objective fact that Mary Clayton is the star in that song. Even though she's not the lead singer, she is the star of the song, and Mm -hmm. I stand by that. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew I wanted to include that story, and I came around the idea of Apocalypse kind of separately where I was just looking up things about the song and trying to find interviews and listening to it. And not even because I had to create this podcast for it, just because I was genuinely interested in it. So I started looking up interviews with the Rolling Stones about it and whatnot. And I maybe found like three good ones because there's not that many of the Rolling Stones are infamously difficult to interview because Mick Jagger hates interviews and that is a well-known fact apparently. So there's not much material out there that I could go off of, but the few sources that I did find they all of them use the word apocalypse" or Mick Jagger used it, and he's used it in different quotes and it just always comes up somehow is that this word apocalypse and I don't think anyone else would have noticed if you just read one review of gimme shelter you're gonna you're gonna look at the word apocalypse and just read over it because mm-hmm. it's just a describer um But because I looked at all three of them in succession, it was very apparent to me that all of them were using this very strange word. So I really wanted to talk about that and figure out why. Uh, And, you know, the idea of Apocalypse related so well to what I already knew about the song with Mary Clayton, where, like, performing Gimme Shelter was very apocalyptic for her. I knew that there was a really good idea there and to run with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. and. I'm wondering, do you want to talk at all about your process of making it, if there were like particular things you enjoyed or were surprised by, or maybe parts that you really hated?
1: <laughs> um, I really hated trying to find an academic source, because I was very surprised when I was doing research on the song how little information there was out there. All of the sources I found about the Rolling Stones were s- 1970 onward. And Gimme Shelter came out in 1969. Mm. No one wanted to talk about the Rolling Stones before they got big or talk about them during the hippie era, which is more controversial to talk about. And I feel like Gimme Shelter in itself is a controversial song because, you know, Mick Jagger is a British guy talking about how the Vietnam War is the worst thing that ever happened and the Vietnam War in in itself is very controversial. Um, So that was definitely the biggest challenge. And I started getting smart and I just thought about, like, okay, This podcast is really about the word apocalypse, so let me look up that. And I found a great article about apocalyptic sounds in music about the environment, like, you know, the green movement and all that stuff. And so they use some really interesting terms for apocalypse and what creates an apocalyptic song, and I was able to use that to enhance my podcast, which was really lucky, I think. So that was definitely the hardest part like I said, when I was looking up materials about the song and interviews, that was definitely the starting point for me is I found all these quotes that I wanted to use. Like I watched this interview with Mary Clayton in it and her talking about her experience with the song. um, And I knew that that had to go in there. And so then I had all these quotes and it just made sense for me to, you know, input my own thoughts and ideas to connect those quotes in a way that would be pleasing for the ear, like in a podcast format. So that was definitely how I did it more or less. The actual script writing did not take long. I did it in one sitting like in an hour and I was like looks good to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything that you wanted to make sure that you got to say about the podcast or about your experience making it? Things you left out?
1: There were a couple things I had to leave out uh, one of the things I really liked the idea of talking about at the very start of the process was they made a documentary about the Rolling Stones, uh, circa 1970 or whatever, uh, called Gimme Shelter, mm-hmm. and it's about the Rolling Stones and their music and they had a tour, and then they the Rolling Stones perform at the Altamont Free Concert in 1969, which was supposed to be Woodstock but West, I mean the yeah Western version in California versus mm-hmm. New York. And some pretty terrible things happened at Altamont. Uh, a girl was murdered and, uh, and a couple other people died as well. There's a lot of physical violence and a lot of just bad things that were going on there. And the Rolling Stones took part in that. Uh, they didn't intend to, obviously, like they didn't want this violence, but it was a consequence of them being there and performing. And so they made a whole documentary about it. And I, I, wanted to touch on that some, but I just didn't have the time. It wasn't relevant enough to the song Gimme Shelter, although it was a very good instance of Apocalypse in the Rolling Stones' music history, especially since the title of the documentary is Gimme Shelter. So I was really intrigued by that, but I never got the chance to even watch the documentary or um, write about it, and I decided to cut that out. I think it's really important that this song is such a good almost like a time capsule in history. Like I said in the podcast that whenever I hear it, I feel like I'm back in 1969. Um, And then I connected that to like being a person in 2020 with crazy politics going on. Um, And I think that's really important because I really like thinking about the history, like American history and the Vietnam War and what that must have felt like because that was a very... Terrible time in American history, and we don't talk about it ever. Um, like Even history books don't really touch on the Vietnam War. They acknowledge that it happened. They'll give you the dates. They'll tell you who was president. But they don't tell you how many people died. They don't tell you that two to four million Vietnamese people died for almost no reason. Um, so that entire period of history, I think, is really interesting and needs to be brought to light in some cases. And I think the Rolling Stones tried to do that and most people nowadays when they hear that song they don't immediately think about the millions of vietnamese people that died they they just go about their day and listen to the groovy tune and hippie culture but <laughs> so it's not it's not all that it's not all hippies and drugs and fun stuff sometimes it's realizing that american history has a very dark side to it yeah <laughs> I'm very glad that I was able to tell this story about this song. I'm very happy sitting here talking about it, explaining it a little bit more, and knowing that other people are going to be able to hear it and learn about Gimme Shelter because, you know, people like my aunt, like I'm glad that she knows half the story, but there's no reason that anyone should know half the story. I feel like it's important to know the whole story. So I'm very glad that I am able
0: to tell the song story. Thanks for listening to Song Stories. Song Stories is a member of the Virginia Audio Collective. Listen to the whole series and learn more at virginiaaudio.org.